0: White cloud for Hague. The countdown is on. This wild Western showdown will be won by Vegas. And the Golden Knights have their golden ticket to the Stanley Cup Final.
1: And there you go. Congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. John Bartlett with the call there. Congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights, them and their long-suffering fans are off to the Stanley Cup final. they face off against the Florida Panthers. Not much of a game last night. Kind of a tilted rink last night. And uh, uh, it seemed as if the Vegas Golden Knights and Keegan Colas are playing star a couple of nights after Ty Andrea played star. So it's your lesser stars playing stars in the last couple of games here. Keegan Colas are playing star in this one for the Vegas Golden Knights. They win to the tune of 6-0. And a game that the Dallas Stars never really Got into it. Seemed they could never get the car out of the garage, let alone down the driveway and onto the street. This was all Vegas uh, <clears throat> from pretty much the get-go, and then all the way uh, right to the very end. Three nothing at the end of the first period. Then the second period. Jonathan Marchessault scores uh, with the first shot of the period, and poof, there go the Dallas Stars. And we'll talk plenty about the Vegas Golden Knights here. Uh, we'll talk plenty about the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. We have a little bit of time over the next few days to preview this Stanley Cup final. Um, I've got my reasons why I think this one is pretty interesting. And we'll talk to Elliot about this in a couple of moments here as well. But one thing that... Um, you know, after a team gets eliminated, the first thing that we do on this program is, okay, it's time for the autopsy. Uh, what happened this season? What does the general manager need to do in the offseason? What does this team look like uh, for next season? And sometimes those conversations are pretty quick. Uh, sometimes those conversations are lengthy. And sometimes those conversations are awkward and tough to have. And one of the questions I have about the Dallas Stars is, are they going to have the conversation about Jamie Benn? And what Jamie Benn's position is on this team, what Jamie Benn's future, if there is one, uh, what Jamie Benn's Benn's future is with the Dallas Stars. Now, we made a lot, and I think rightfully so, about the two-game suspension. Um, Really selfish play. Um, you know, one of, if maybe not the the, the worst play we've we we we've seen all playoff long. Uh, kept him out for a couple of games, but something interesting happened in those couple of games. There was a different energy that the Dallas Stars brought to those two games. And those are the two games that the Dallas Stars won in this series. Jamie Benn returned yesterday. And I know that I was guilty of talking up a lot about what Jamie Benn's return was going to do to the Dallas Stars. Uh, what he was going to be like, the effect that he was going to have back in the lineup, both for himself and for his team as well. And I couldn't have been more wrong. That was not the best of all possible games for Jamie Ben. That was not of all the uh, possible uh, games for Jamie Ben's line with Wyatt Johnston, who I really felt bad for yesterday, and Tyler Sagan. We'll get to some of the other veteran players on Dallas here in a couple of moments. But I, I wonder if your Jim nil. And right now, I think the first thing you do is you take a little bit of time and you get some breathing space and you reset and regroup and you say, "Okay, what happened here and what do we do for next season? I really do wonder if the Dallas Stars are now inching closer or maybe they're already there to have the conversation about what do we do with Jamie Benn and complicating everything is pretty obvious is he wears a C on the sweater. So it's. Never an easy decision. Like, I think that, you know, normally when you have a team like the Dallas Stars where you can see the next version of the Stars on this team, and we've made a lot about the 2017 draft with Thottinger and Haskinen and Jason Robertson, and that and that story is well told. Um, but don't look now, but Ty DeLandria just played an entire full season for the Dallas Stars and was real good um, in, the, uh, in, in the playoffs. And don't look now, but Wyatt Johnston, is a 20 goal scoring rookie in the NHL. And there are more on the horizon, you know, Elliot and I, the other day, were talking about wanting to see Maverick Bork in the lineup. When Jamie Ben, uh, got suspended, Maverick Bork is another one that's coming, uh, for the Dallas stars, Logan Stankoven, who you can watch play for Kamloops in the Memorial cup. Um, big game performer. I know you look at him and you say, eh, maybe a little bit smaller side, there's a really good player in there, and for good reason. He's considered a, a high-end prospect for the Dallas Stars. So there are more on the horizon. You can see what the next version is going to look like. Um, you know, Jim Nill, in our conversation with him a couple of weeks ago. Actually, it was about a month and a half ago that we aired a couple. Of, or that we aired last week rather. It's fumbling all over myself here, you know, talked about the Detroit Red Wings and when he was there and when it was a transition from Iserman and Shanahan to Datsuk and Zetterberg. And it feels very much like we're there with the Dallas Stars. Like I think there are a lot of veteran players that the team certainly does still want to hang on to, most notably Joe Pavelski. But let's just say we'll see about the others. And maybe that conversation starts with the guy who wears the C, Jamie Benn. Let's get started.
0: This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network.
1: So the QOD and getting some really interesting responses here to it as well. And always appreciate the more creative ones. Um, If you're like me, you don't cheer for hockey teams, you cheer for hockey players. And if so, who in the Stanley Cup final are you cheering for? Pick someone from Vegas, pick someone from... Florida, as we bring in Elliot Friedman from 32 Thoughts and Hockey Night in Canada. Hello, Fridge.
0: Hey, Jeff. How you doing?
1: Uh, I'm good. How's the workout going? I know you're at the gym.
0: I'm just finishing up my last back extensions, and then I'm all done.
1: <laughs> do you want to go and, and, and do your last set here, and then come back? Are you good to do them while you talk? This might be a first.
0: I just finished them while I was talking. <laughs> Could
1: right, you tell? Very good. All right, uh... Yes, I, I could hear all the grunting and groaning. Time for a shower and hot towels for you. Um, okay, for, first of all, before we get to Dallas, and there, there's, a, there's a lot of questions here about the Dallas Stars and what Jim Nill does yeah. in the off season, etc. Do you have a thought on what we saw yesterday? I mean, this was like right away the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, coming in to, to send a message, <laughs> let's end this thing. Uh, we want a couple of days to, to rest and recuperate and get out the Florida Panthers. What did we see yesterday, Fridge?
0: An epic beatdown. Yeah. Is there any like is there any other way to answer that question, really? I mean, you know, they they started really well. You know, Dallas had one chance that almost went in off the back of Aiden Hill's skate and then Vegas yeah. basically went down the ice and scored. And you know, the other thing I was waiting for, Jeff, was in the last two games in game four, Vegas blew one nothing and 2-1 leads. In game five, again, they had one nothing and 2-1 leads and held them for a combined three minutes and 57 seconds. So I was like, okay, Dallas is going to counterpunch. And it didn't happen. It was like the alley rope dope but the, you know, the comeback never occurred. And I was watching it. I, uh, you know, I thought, I think I was like a lot of people. I thought that Ben would be one of the best players on the ice last night, if not the best. And if Dallas was going to go down, they were going to go down hard. And none of that happened. And I think it was very tough for a lot of people to process, Jeff. Very tough.
1: I don't disagree. Uh, I want to get to Dallas here in a second, but a couple more moments on the the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, You know, Sometimes in these games it's the most unlikeliest heroes and every now and then you know a a fourth line player will pop or a depth defenseman or the backup goaltender comes in to to steal a game or, or save a win. Uh, to that spirit, specifically in the first period, but but really all game long, I thought that Keegan Colasar was fantastic. The board work on the Carrier goal um, and then scores his own goal to make it 3 nothing. You know, yesterday's, if it was the first period that ended the Dallas Stars season, Keegan Colasar was a huge part of that.
0: Yeah, I, I really like that fourth line. I like that Carrier too. Like, I really like that group. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, yeah. credit to Bruce Cassidy. Not only did he reunite that trio for the game uh, yesterday, but he started them. And, you know, Ron played the, the pregame speech in the first intermission where he said, he talked about forecheck, get behind them, and he talked about, um, you know, what it is, it's about you and another man and beating your man for the puck, which is really what hockey is about, if, you, if playoff hockey, especially if you boil it down to its essence. And I agree with you. I think Kolsar's been a huge part of that team, I remember the first game in Winnipeg, first shift, Adam Lowry goes hard after Mark Stone and Kolsar comes out the bench and goes right after Lowry. Like, I really like him as a player. You know, yep. um, I really liked this interview with Oki last night where he talked about how Kelly McCrimmon likes those Western guys, not just Manitoba, but uh, Saskatchewan and, and Alberta too. And, and, uh, but you know, the Brandon slash Manitoba crew is very big there. And, Kolasar
1: is a huge part of it. I really like his game. Yeah, I really like his game as well. Um, you know, more on the coming days. Oh, you know what? You have a, I don't think we've, I mean, we've talked about like Eichel Latan and Petrangelo, et cetera, and, um, uh, and Ivan Barbashev. Do you have a thought on William Carlson, who now sits at 10 goals, is the premier shutdown center, chipping in offensively. Do you have a thought on Carlson here?
0: Um. Yes, uh, I, I do. I, I do really like Carlson a lot. I, I love Carlson because of uh, Kevin's thing with him. They, my my name is yep. William Carlson. They call me Wild Bill, and I like the party. So, I, I, instantaneously, I'm a huge fan of his. Like that, that is a good life. I like that. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah. like I, I, I think it was Gary Lawless who actually, you know, the, the, the Vegas propaganda king, Gary Lawless who really turned me on to his <laughs> his playoff numbers. And it is really exceptional yeah. if you think about it. And, um, you know, I, I think it's amazing. Like, I, I think one of the biggest successes of both Seattle and Vegas is that, you know, it, it reminds you, Jeff, that there's a lot of really good players in this league that don't get to play first-line roles. And if they get the opportunity... Yeah. They're really talented. Like like I always say to people, if you play one game in the NHL, you're a great hockey player because it's that hard to get there for just one game. And if – and I'm looking at guys like Carlson. I look at guys like – another guy would be like a guy like Jared McCann. You know, maybe they don't get the big roles or Jonathan Marsh so necessarily in their first or second go around. But when they do, man, they're great players. Yeah. I think Vegas has Uh, to be the favorite uh, here. As good as Florida's been, I think Vegas has to be the favorite.
1: I think that's how Florida wants it, don't you? Yeah, I think everybody on that Florida team wants Vegas to be the favorite. They totally love this. Uh, Mm -hmm. Every single series, Boston, yeah, no, not the favorites. Leafs, no, not the favorites. Carolina, no, not the favorites. Vegas, Mm -hmm. no, not the favorites. That's exactly that is exactly (laughs) what the Florida Panthers want. One more, one more, um, and actually, this is a spot quiz. More than anything else, so so stop sweating and panting there at the gym and put your thinking to gone. Of all okay. the of all the players moved of all the players moved around trade deadline time, uh, which one currently has the most points in the playoffs?
0: Ooh, B- uh, chef
1: There you go. You knew because it was me asking. I was going to try to get one Barbashev. Well, chef, no, it, uh, it could be yeah.
0: uh, it could be Kelly. Uh, because Kelly loves Barbashev too, but I I didn't think about Barbashev because it was you. I thought it was Barbashev, because it had to be a team (laughs) in the final. Yeah. Was this more or less impressive than the world's tallest man yesterday?
1: Okay, the world's tallest man one, and for those who who want to know what we're talking about here, so on the the podcast, I, I opened up with uh, do you remember what the exact phrasing was? Like, on a scale of... Uh, One
0: to zero to Robert Wald- Wadlow?
1: Zero to... to no, it, the, it, it was... Yeah, Robert Wadlow, who, is, who was eight foot eleven back in the 1940s. So I opened up by saying, on a scale of zero to Robert Wadlow, how big a week is this going to be? And you said, oh, is that the tallest man in the world? That guy, or something to that effect. And blew my mind, Elliot that you would have on the top of your mind who the tallest man in the history of the world was.
0: Yeah, nobody's more surprised than I am that I got that, I'll tell you that much.
1: Well, it's like my wife always says to me about hockey information. She's like, what, um, what Like important information did you push out of your brain to make room for that impressive fact? or that goofy stat from the 60s or the 70s. Like, you know, the old saying is, you know, what we gain on the roundabout, we lose on the swings. So you've made room for all this arcane hockey knowledge, but at what cost? Like, what important information should you have in your brain that you don't so you know hockey stats from the 50s? I think she's got a really good point there, Eli. Really.
0: She does. I look at it more like I can't remember my wife or kid's name, but I can. I know who the world's tallest man is.
1: Uh, that's why you're on the cover of Today's Husband and Today's Parent. <laughs> that's, that's That's right. you, Elliot. That's you. Okay, so let, let's get to Dallas here. And I, and I opened up with, um, you know, every season a general manager has to make decisions at the end of the year. And sometimes the decisions are easy. Sometimes they're hard. Sometimes they're really awkward and really difficult conversations to have. Uh, it feels to me like Dallas is at the Let's have the uncomfortable conversation about Jamie Ben. Part of the show, does it kind of feel that way to you?
0: I think the one thing I always say is, don't make any decisions while you're emotional. Um, you know, I think I think after this series, there's going to be emotional conversations about Ben. There's going to be emotional conversations about maybe Se- Sega and also maybe Ryan Suter. Like a guy who also had a really tough yeah. playoff was Mason Marchman. Like, you know, he had a puck on a stick last night, and if he buries that, maybe it's a different game. Now it's not all his fault, but, um, you know, I, I first of all, the number one thing I think you have to do, Jeff, is you have to take a deep breath, and you have to think about it. The second thing I think you have to do is if you move Jamie Benn, you've got a big hole in your lineup. No matter how you might feel about him right now, you've still got a big hole in your lineup. And don't forget... He played a huge role this year in getting Johnson and DeLandria comfortable. And, you know, you, you can't throw that all out in one night. Now, mm-hmm. if you need to do some things and you need to change things and you feel it's got to be different, fine. But, you know, if you trade Jamie Van, you still have to make the playoffs in this league. They still made the Western Conference final. I know it sucks. Yeah. I, I do. I understand. But, Jeff, you know, because... You know, when we were talking this morning, you posed this question to me, and I had, to, uh, I had a chance to think about it while I was uh, doing my step-up lunges. And I was thinking, <laughs> how much do you hurt your team if you make this yeah. move? I mean, depending on what you do. But, you know, like, Jeff, it's, they just got to the Western Conference final. I know they're pissed off. I think you have to take a deep breath and, and think about what it means if you do this.
1: Well you know what the, one of the reasons why I bring it up is um the the conversation that we aired last week uh, of my sit down with Jim Mill, and he talked about Dallas and Detroit, and he talked about you know, when Eiserman and shanahan you uh, know starting to get a little bit long in the tooth, you know, Datsuck and Zetterberg came in as as young hockey players and extended the window for the Detroit Red Wings, and then eventually, you know, the older players started to phase out. And, you know, when the conversation turns to the Dallas Stars, certainly there's the veterans that everyone talks about. But now the conversation is really turning more towards, you know, Rupe Hins and Jason Robertson um, and Wyatt Johnston. And, you know, I know we were all excited, maybe the thoughts of seeing Maverick Bork. Uh, in the playoffs and Jake Ottinger and Miro Haskinen like it's it's more of that yeah, they're not like they're not a bunch of kids. I know that Wyatt Johnston is a is a is a rookie, but you know, uh, Rupe Hens has been around for a while. Jason Robertson is 23 years old. Miro Haskinen is 23 years old. So is Jake Ottinger. So it's not as if we're handing the whole thing over to a bunch of teenagers, but does it not feel like maybe Dallas much like Detroit previously is looking at making more of a step towards the Hinses and the Haskinens and the Robertsons than we've seen in the last couple of seasons.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that's a bad thing, Jeff. You can still do both. Like, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. This is the way I look at things, okay? You, like, okay, you, you can turn the team over to those guys, and that's perfectly fine. They're all deserving, and they're all good players. But that doesn't mean that if you – that you still – if you move Jamie Bannon out of there, for argument's sake, you have a big hole mm-hmm. in the middle of your lineup. <laughs> like, what, what's one of the most important positions? Center. Like, he's a center, and he's mm-hmm. a very good one. Um, he, he, no matter what happened in the last week that really hurt, <laughs> he's still a really useful player. Now, take him out of that lineup and tell me what's going in. Now, if you can present me with an alternate plan – that says, this is what's going in here, I'm willing to listen. But if you're talking about just moving Jamie Van for the sake of moving him, I-, I don't get that. Again, I know everybody's pissed off today. I get it. But the-, the people who are really supposed to make these decisions, this is when you have to be your most patient. This is when you have to. It's like, it's like when you put your kids in the corner, Jeff, and give them a timeout, you have to call a timeout on yourself and say, <laughs> we are not making any decisions while we're emotional. Because if we're going to do this, we better have a plan to replace what we're going to lose.
1: Okay, so there are some decisions then for the Dallas Stars. don't yep. they bowed out against Vegas, uh, and yep. a few of them include pending UFA's like Max Domi. Now, yep. I, I I still think I, I I still wonder if there's home back in Chicago for Max
0: Domi, but we'll, I, we'll I think see about term that. There's is going Max to be Domi. an issue there. I think term is going to be the issue going back at all. to Chicago. By the way, Jeff, and I just got a DM go, from a yeah. uh, a listener who says the uh, Sophia G, yes. who says the Seinfeld Latvian Orthodox episode is on now. I felt it was important to include <laughs> this news. <laughs>
1: well, you know what's you know what's interesting. Guess who I've got coming up at the uh, the bottom of the second hour? Who's that? Kristen's Rubens.
0: Nice, the hero. Nice. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. I I can't wait for this conversation. Oh, That's Medicine Hat Tiger and Toronto. He's. Uh, I, I'm convinced he's trying to work his way through the uh, the entire like all the Canadian teams in the American Hockey League. Whether it's uh, Belleville, whether it's Calgary, whether it's Samarley's, Who knows? Maybe he's off to Abbotsford. I'm convinced that he's trying to work his way through all the Canadian AHL teams. But of course, he scored the game winner for Latvia against the United States uh, to win the win the bronze medal. And we've seen all seen the video. By the way, what did you, so we, we we were uh, off the air by the time the visuals started rolling in yesterday? What did you make of all those visuals yesterday? Well, oh, of Thousands of people g- greeting the Latvian hockey players. That was spectacular for each.
0: That is that is spectacular. It is great. Like that's that's great for the sport. It just is. Like, if yeah. you don't like that, you don't have a soul. That's the end of that. I, I'm not even taking wow. any further questions okay. on this topic. Wow.
1: Drops, Mike. Okay. Well, that was it. Uh, big statement from Elliot. So, so then the, the 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 question becomes: You know who's you know who who returns. And who do they move on from? Yanni uh, Hockenpah is the UFA, Colin Miller uh, on the back end. I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Thomas Harley is on this back end for the Dallas stars period full-time next season, full stop. But what questions do you have about the stars for next year?
0: Um, well, I, I just think the growth of their young players, everybody's got to get a little bit better. Like, I think that's a really good team. I think they're in a really good mm-hmm. place. Like, I think the biggest question is that you're right. Like, you know, Sagan, I always, I always wonder about his body just because, you know, he's been through so much. I don't question the will. I just question what his body's been through. You know, you know after the playoffs Suter had, I, I wonder, do they consider buying that out or anything like that? You know, Suter took a lot of heat for the one play in game five where he left the front of the net to go uh, to the other uh, player and, and, and Vegas kind of scored an easy goal. Kelly Rudy really defended him on that. He said, he said, Suter got beat backdoor a couple of times. So that's probably what he was thinking, even though it, it didn't look good, but I think they probably have to make a Suter decision. And then, you know, they, they'll go Mm. from there. Like, I think, like, I think players want to play in Dallas. It's a good place to live. It's a no tax state. It's a pretty good and a good and stable team. Like, I I think they're going to have the opportunity to do some things. I think the biggest question is what are they doing with some of their veterans? And you know, Jeff, it's already been a yeah. wild day today with a couple of the coaching things too. So it's like we're Let's, really uh, getting let, going let, let, here.
1: Yeah, so it's it's an off day, and this is where the NHL likes teams to break their news and, and get all their business taken care of. So Spencer Carberry signs on as the uh, next head coach of the Washington Capitals. Kevin Weeks is reporting about Andrew Brunette. Yeah, uh, I think with that's the true. Nashville Predators. Not that he needs so, my confirmation,
0: but that's true.
1: Yeah, the the only you know I'll, I'll tell you what we pause on brunette here for a second. The thing that I wonder about with Andrew Brunette is, does he bring Derek McKenzie, who's now coaching the Sudbury Wolves of the OHL? Does he bring Derek McKenzie with him? That's the the, the one outstanding question I would have about Andrew Brunette. But we'll we'll bracket Nashville for a second. Your thoughts on the uh, on the Capitals' decision today? I I don't want to call it a surprise because I don't think it is, it's and I not. think that. Washington always considered Carberry to be the one that got away. Well, the one that got away, they got, and they've brought him back. Spencer
0: Carberry. They have reined him back in. Uh, I think so. Yes. We mentioned that Carberry's talked to four teams last week. I think that was Washington, obviously. I think uh, it was uh, it was Washington. It was the Rangers. It was Anaheim, and I think the other one was indeed the Predators. I think the two coaches the Predators looked at were Carberry and uh, Burnett. And I think it was going to be one of those two if they made the change. You know, there was a lot of interest in, in Carberry, but Washington wanted him bad. I think they, the Capitals made the preemptive move that they were going to get him. And I think Nashville was very happy to get Burnett. Burnett interviewed in a lot of places. Um, he interviewed in Anaheim. I, I think He interviewed in Columbus. I don't, uh, I don't know that he ever interviewed in Washington. I just don't know the answer to that. And I heard yeah. I heard he was supposed to go to Calgary this week. So I don't know if he actually ever went or Nashville just ended that, but I think he was supposed to go see the Flames this week. So he was in a lot of demand too. So now I think Laviolette, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think he's in the lead with the Rangers. And if if he is the Rangers guy, we're gonna know soon. Um so I think that's where that is. Now, Columbus, I think I think they're going to make their decision today. I don't have a great handle on it, but you can see the people coming off the board, like Brunette's off the board, Carprey's off the board, I think Laviolette's off the board. You know, I have to tell you, I don't, like, I still have people who think it's going to be, uh, who mentioned Babcock. I could be wrong, I don't think so, but, you know, there's his name has been around there, and Pascal Vincent, Travis Green, Kirk Muller, Patrick Waugh, I don't have a great handle for that.
1: You know what I always, I I kind of always feel bad for at this time of year, and and this time of year specifically, because, you know, uh, previous to Carberry and and Brunette here, I mean, there was Washington, New York, uh, Anaheim, Calgary we'll see about Toronto Um, there's all these coaching vacancies and you know who that punishes right now who's that that punishes that punishes coaches that are going deep in the American Hockey League like I think about Todd Nelson who's coaching Hershey right now and he's looking at all these jobs that are open and he's got to focus on coaching the Hershey Bears (laughs) to try to beat the Rochester Americans here um, I, I guess he got, he, I think he got hung up on that again back when he was co- coaching Grand Rapids and a lot of jobs came and went while he was still coaching. I always feel bad for AHL coaches that are going deep at this time because as much as they'd you know, love to fly to Anaheim and talk to Pat Verbeek, I do understand that Zoom is a thing, but I always kind of feel bad for coaches that are, you know, have the nerve to be successful with their American Hockey League team as all these positions get taken at the NHL level.
0: Well, I think in this day and age, Jeff, I, I would argue that um, I, I would argue that there's you have better ways of communicating with people. Like, there's enough days off, and there's Zoom. Like, you can do that. Yeah. Um, you know, like, look, like, like, assuming it's true that Columbus spoke to Wah, and I think they did. Like, he's in the Memorial Cup right yeah. now with a really good team. So, I, I think you oh, can yeah. do this kind of thing. So, I think this. I, I understand where you're coming from but it's easier the technology is easier today than it was in years past. And like to be honest, I think with the teams were starting to let, uh, take the jobs or fill their jobs, mm-hmm. I think those guys were high on their list. Like I'm not sure if anybody who's who's still available, who's still not available or coaching was going to knock out any of those guys. I'll tell you someone mentioned John Stevens this morning to, this morning to me. He's in mm-hmm. Vegas and they're still going yep. and same kind of thing though jeff
1: same kind of thing uh okay on that we'll uh i don't know if you have a sauna after your workout or what type of cool no, down no, you I'm, do but we'll I, I, uh we'll let you get I'm to going, it I,
0: i'm going to i'm going to like uh, do a little bit of stretching it sounds like an old door opening when i do that i have to say
1: <laughs> okay take your squeaky door to the uh to the yoga studio and stretch it <laughs> out
0: elliot and Just get that all
1: stretched out okay man uh you be good we'll chat tomorrow all
0: uh, right i speak to you later tonight
1: oh that's right we're doing a podcast yes very good i remember good boy good boy good boy thanks for reminding me uh he's my jiminy cricket he's my conscience he's my reminder he's my alarm clock he's elliot friedman from 32 thoughts and hockey night in canada